1: Season ended poorly for the UNC men's basketball program no NCAA bid no postseason tournament at all and after they started the season ranked number one in the land this year was just kind of a dud I'm Travis Fane and today's deep dive conversation here on the daily download is all about what went wrong I'm joined by Jason Jennings WRAL sports director Jason welcome glad to be here so I said UNC season ended poorly but it really just kind of went poorly almost all year long. I mean, they started kind of off kilter, they looked okay at times, but the second half, that that second half of the season push, it just, it never really materialized, did it?
2: Never did, and I think the problem was, pretty much all season, we were expecting them to be like they were during that 10-game stretch last season, and I think the players were too. I think they had in their mind that, well, we did it once before, we can flip that light switch and turn it on, And last year, they did. Last year, they took a bad loss at Wake Forest, and after that, everything clicked. They ruined Coach K's last game at Cameron. They retired him. They went to the national championship game. We all know what happened there. This year, as Armando Baycott said after the last game against Virginia, the specter of last year was always hanging over their heads, for better or for worse. And... They just never turned it on. They took a bad loss at Wake Forest, and after that game, there was thoughts of, well, is this the point where they turn it on? But it turns out after that game, there was a lot of infighting in the locker room after that one, too. They just never, ever put it together.
1: Yeah, and as a casual fan, you know, I didn't go to UNC. I I live in North Carolina, though, so I watch a little Tar Heels basketball, and I just never could understand or put my finger on—I mean, four of the same five starters— Last year, they go to, you know, they're they're just this close to winning a national championship. And then this year, it just...
2: I think you can make the case that other than those six to eight games where they played really well last, last year, that they were the same team this year that they were last year, just without Brady Manic. Yeah. And it turns out... Was Brady Manic that important? I think he was. I really think he was. And he was that important to get another shooter away from Armando Baycott and so the defenses couldn't collapse on him. Pete Nance was never that replacement they are hoping he could be for Brady Manick. He was just not that good of a shooter, not the same player. And as any Carolina fan would tell you, Caleb Love, watching him, is an experience, for better or for worse. And it was quite the experience, the way he pretty much carried them, him and Manick, throughout all of March last year when he got really hot. But when he's not hot... That doesn't mean he's going to stop shooting. Yeah.
1: And, and how streaky is basketball as a sport? I mean, it, uh, momentum is big. We, we don't understand it, but it seems to be big in sports, but maybe more so in basketball day to day as the weeks kind of mount up.
2: It can be. And, you know, a lot of people will uh, sometimes uh, joke about Sidney Lowe's tenure at NC State as basketball coach, but he had a catchphrase he would go back to all the time. You gotta make shots. And sometimes basketball is that simple, just from a game-to-game basis. Who makes the shots and who doesn't? And Carolina, they were not a good shooting team. They were a dreadful shooting team especially from three all year so you talk about what a difference brady manic had he was a really good three-point shooter and caleb love is a very hot streaky three-point shooter but he never they never had that consistency from beyond the arc
1: and then once they bowed out of the acc tournament and then did not get invited to the ncaa tournament they declined to participate in the nit which is a lower level postseason tournament what went into that decision for them and and What's next for the
2: Tar Heels? Well, I think a lot went into it. For those who'd been following the season closely and thought that this could be a decision they would be faced with, I don't think for most of us it was that big of a surprise they turned it down. And it's not actually unprecedented. Believe it or not, in 1975, NC State was the defending national champion. Yeah, defending national champion, preseason number one. Lost in the ACC tournament. This is back when only one team made the NCAA after winning the ACC tournament was offered a spot in the NIT. They turned it down. So somewhat similar, different era, and the Carolina is the first to miss the NCAA tournament as the preseason number one since the tournament expanded to 64 teams in 1985. But at the same time, I think they just wanted to turn the page. You know, there's a lot of players who this season has been just a bit of a disaster and you look at could players be leaving yes I mean Leaky Black and Pete Nance their eligibility is over Armando Armando Baycott Caleb Love RJ Davis with the COVID year everything like that well some of them have eligibility left without the COVID year but either way they could all come back next year if they want to I would be I definitely don't think all three will come back I would probably lean that all three will be leaving just whether they want to play professionally or a fresh start somewhere else that that wouldn't surprise me it, it just it just never clicked and i just don't think that the idea of prolonging this agony was was something they wanted to do and the fact the transfer portal opens this week so when you talk about turning the page and revamping the whole roster just from a roster management standpoint, you might as well just start doing that now. So
1: it could be a good thing for the coaches, basically, to concentrate on finding other players from other schools who can come in and help the target. Absolutely. Once next you year. know
2: who you might have coming back, now you can know who you can target to come bring in.
1: Yeah, you mentioned the kind of the historic precedent here, but. Boy, the the first I read this today. The first preseason number one team to miss the NCAA tournament since the field expanded to sixty four teams in nineteen eighty five. That is a long
2: time. That is a long time, and something that you know when this season started, all the talk was you know obviously if you're a preseason number one, all the talk is national championship hopes, and they 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 made it that close, and you know you go to the preseason media days and. It was almost a given the way the players were talking. Like we're going to make a run at this, and we're
1: is that healthy for a program? The weight of that much expectation, where if you don't
2: make the Final Four, your season is a failure in some ways. It's a lot to live up to for sure. But what they're they were looking at the precedent of. The UNC team that lost in 2016 in the national championship game on that last shot to Villanova then came back and won it the next year against Gonzaga. So they they were looking at it as the blueprint is there to lose in the national title game, bring all the guys back, and make another run at it and get the title. But again, whenever it's title or bust, and it was looking pretty clear midway through the season, this probably isn't a title team so when you don't meet those expectations then things started to compound they weren't even a tournament
1: team yeah it's for who for what at that point yeah all right we're gonna take a little break here we'll come back we'll talk about North Carolina teams that did make the tournament we'll talk about where the Tar Heels go from here Uh, and we'll talk about how life just doesn't always turn out like you might want it to stick with us
2: And in local news, the Designery of North Raleigh is holding a grand opening event at noon on May 16th. Please stop by and join the party. I'm Dana Merrill, the owner of the Designery. I am True Merrill. I am the project manager. The Designery grand opening, we're scheduled to open May 16th and do our grand opening party then. Uh, we're going to be catering some food. We're doing some giveaways. We have a VR headset, an Echo Show, some kitchen gadgets, and some fancy knives. 12 to 2 p.m. Please stop by our showroom, 3030 Wake Forest Road. That's The Designery at thedesignery.com. Your heart.
1: It's the only one you have. Fortunately, you also have a choice. Expert cardiologists, talented surgeons, highly skilled specialists, all of whom chose WakeMed. Why? The main reason is the same reason patients choose WakeMed. Everything you need for the best possible care is right here. Learn more at WakeMed.org.
0: WakeMed Heart and Vascular Physicians. Your heart, your choice.
1: All right, welcome back to the Daily Down Road. We're here with Jason Jennings, uh, who covers sports here at WRAL. So tell us some good news. What North Carolina teams are in the tournament, which uh, kicks off this week, the the, the big dance.
2: Well, Duke fans better be excited. Oh, yeah, they got a shot. Yeah, they might have the hottest team in the country right now, and they're just putting it all together. They play uh, four freshmen, and Jeremy Roach – so they're their leader so they got a good combo those freshmen are really coming all together Kyle Filipowski is their best player ACC rookie of the year and they are poised to make quite the run in fact Pat Welter my uh co he's picked them to win the national championship so you know now we get in this phase of the game where anything can happen I don't expect them to lose to Oral Roberts in the first round but after that you know it could I could see Duke losing the second round. I could see them going all the way to the Final Four.
1: What a turnaround, though, from last year where UNC fans are just dancing on Coach K's metaphorical grave because, like you said, they sent him into retirement, and it just seems like the future is bright, and I'm sorry, Tar Heels, but...
2: (laughs) You know, isn't it historically weird how that happens, though? Like, in 1982... UNC wins the national championship. 1983, NC State comes back and wins the national title. 1991 and 92, Duke wins the championship. They're on top of the world. 93, Carolina comes back and wins it. 2009, Carolina's team with Tyler Hansbrough and Ty Lawson and all those guys, they win the national championship in 09. The next year, Duke comes back with a team that no one thought was going to win, and they win it all. So... Yes, there are all these times where it looks like someone's on top of the world and the other is so far down, especially between those two schools. Carol, uh, NC State hasn't really held up their part of the bargain in the last uh, 40 years or so. But between Duke and Carolina, yeah, there's always this this back-and-forth talk. One seems to be way down, and then all of a sudden things can change, especially in this NIL era when you can revamp your roster in one year.
1: Right, and it's almost like karma
2: mm-hmm. maybe exists. Maybe so. What about NC State? NC State is a team that— a month ago, I would have said, was probably the best of the three teams, believe it or not. and Because I still think they have the ability and the talent to make a run if the matchup's are right for them in the tournament because guard play is so important in the NCAA tournament. They have guards, Terquavion Smith and Jarkel Joyner. They have the big man down low, DJ Burns, who, as long as he stays out of foul trouble, is just a force that I don't know how other teams can prepare for. So, yes, they have lost three of their last four. Two of their losses were to Clemson, which really was just a bad matchup for NC State. So that's where sometimes styles make fights, and that was just not a good one for state. And, but if everything lines up for them, they could lose in the first round as an 11 seed, or, you know, as an 11 seed, you're not facing a number one seed till the Elite Eight at the earliest. So they could make a run. It wouldn't stun me at all if they did.
1: You got to, uh, looking back on the season, a, a favorite story. Just North Carolina basketball story from this past season, this regular season?
2: Wow. You know, I think overall it was just watching how DJ Burns, this guy who, who transferred into NC State, just captured the imagination of the fan base because he is so unlike any other player. If you ever watched him, he's six foot nine, listed at 275 pounds. I want that scale because he's a— <laughs> a big force of a guy, but is so talented in the way he can pass and hook shots and, and everything. The fan base just fell in love with him. He's posting stuff on social media all the time. He was wearing shades uh, after he had suffered an eye injury. So all the, the fans and all the players were wearing shades. He's going to be one of those players that is looked upon, especially from NC State fans, so fondly in the impact he had at only one year playing at NC State. Uh, he's probably the, the one that'll have a, a lasting image positively.
1: All right, last thing for you, uh, people filling out their brackets this week. Maybe they haven't paid a ton of attention. I'm wondering, give give us one thing to make you look smart, to make, to make uh, the, that person who doesn't really follow basketball feel like they, they got one over on their friends uh, when they're filling out their brackets.
2: Ooh, man, putting me on the spot here. I am. I am. What, what, I'd say don't overlook the Big East as a conference. They've this is in the mid 80s with the Big East as they're known, but I think there are a lot of teams in the Big East this time around that could surprise you. but you know,
1: I so pick a handful of Big East teams and then one of them, when that one does well, crow about i knew it all. yeah
2: exactly (laughs) I i got a good chance
1: fair enough you heard it here on the daily download folks thanks for listening thanks jason for your time uh if folks you at home would like to hear more about things to do places to visit restaurants to enjoy uh maybe go catch a tournament game somewhere you can check out wral out and about that's a weekly podcast from wral news you can find wral out and about in your podcast app of choice thank you for your attention